Hi, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Miles Inglis, and I'm a master's student at the University of Kentucky. In our psychopathology class, we've been given the opportunity to create a podcast where we talk about the intersection of a demographic and mental illness. As a lifelong athlete, I've always been interested in what it takes to get to the next level. Sometimes athletes can be hindered by mental illness, though. In today's podcast, my guest is Danny Fulgini. Danny played ice hockey, field hockey, and lacrosse at a high level while in high school at Deerfield Academy in Western Massachusetts. While competing, Danny was diagnosed with ADHD after years of it going undiagnosed. Thank you for taking the time to join me to join in today, Danny. Uh, did I miss anything in your intro? Uh, no, I'm thrilled to be here. I actually just took my Adderall, so perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. So, um, for starters, you know, w- what kind of difficulties might athletes with ADHD experience in sports? Um, I think a huge area of it is emotional regulation for sure when you're looking at it. So like when I played um, ADD, like emotions are more intense. So when you lose or when you mess up or like something goes wrong in practice, it gets more in your head than it does if you don't have ADD. It's harder to let things go. Um, So I guess it's easy to spiral in that regard. Um, I think it's also harder kind of to keep up constant motivation because long-term goals don't work as well. Um, We need sort of like short-term interest and we need to actually like, you know, we're reward-based in a different way. Like it's just more difficult to motivate us like as a coach and as a player. So if something goes wrong, it can get a lot worse. So you talked briefly about motivation. Do you have any examples of maybe a motivation technique that worked and maybe one that didn't work? Yeah, um, I'd say, like, when I was playing ice hockey, I had one coach, basically, who uh, thought I'd be, like, inspired by telling me I was the worst at everything. So it was, like, you know, like, you're a failure, you're bad for this team, like, da-da-da-da-da, because I think she wanted me to get, like, ah, prove people wrong. And instead, it just, like, I was like, okay, F you. And it was like devastating to hear because like the rejection sensitivity, like with ADD, it was just the worst possible thing. But for my sister, who's not ADD, that made her play like probably her best game. So um, it's usually better to have a coach that's like understanding and who you trust. Cause I played my best ice hockey for uh, Mr. Meyer, who was like a lot more gentle and he more focused on what I excelled at, which was like tenacity and determination and played to my strengths in that regard. And so I wanted to perform for him because I liked him. If I didn't like the coach, I was going to, you know, maybe make it all go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) So it almost sounds like an athlete with ADHD would respond better to a coach who's going to take a person over athlete approach rather than just seeing you as an athlete that performs in a vacuum and that nothing else matters when you're on the ice or on the field, et cetera. One who's going to think about the skills that you bring to the table off the field as well are also going to help motivate you on the field or court or ice. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that was one area where boarding schools were great and prep schools as well. Um, because you know, your coaches were also your dorm parents and your teachers Mm -hmm. conversely, like the coach that said, um, like I sucked at everything was my dorm parent. And that was like motivated by other issues. But so she basically it's the human interest. The more they knew about you, the better you usually performed for them. Um, But yeah, you can't really separate the player with something like ADD because it's overarching, like in every aspect of your life, particularly emotional and also with sort of how you perceive motivation and where you put an effort. So Mm -hmm. you have to connect with the player in that regard in like a human level.
yeah, I think that you kind of tie that in nicely with how motivation can be received and how that ties into the pressure that an athlete might feel and how they respond to it. So that kind of leads into my next question, which is what's the best way to describe ADHD for someone who may be unfamiliar or an athlete who may not be sure what they're experiencing? So maybe someone from the outside who's not too familiar with it, or maybe an athlete who who is beginning to feel like they're having trouble with the attention regulation or the emotional regulation like you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I'd say um, the best way to describe it that I've heard is that people with ADHD are square pegs are square pegs into round holes, which is that everything about how you're sort of wired, how you perceive things is just entirely different from sort of how everyone else does. It's like you're just not neurotypical and there's nothing wrong with that because that's a strength. But the way you think, the way you perceive, okay, if I get this done, then I can go to bed gets outweighed by, well, I want to read about this random thing for three and a half hours because I'm in hyper-focus and then, oh no, well, I'll just figure it out tomorrow because it's Mm -hmm. like sort of the immediate reward versus long-term planning. So um, I'd say for an athlete who may be like experiencing it and like isn't really sure, it took them years to diagnose me because the thing with ADHD is it's like an iceberg. So you only see the things that people talk about. So like the impulsivity, the like hyperactivity, the not paying attention, those are like sort of the characteristics and it's a caricature Mm because I always excelled in school. I never had any issues, which was why it took them so long to catch it. But the truth of the matter was, was that that was because I was able to make up for it in other areas Mm -hmm. where um, a huge part of it is what you experience with ADHD is a lot different than what other people perceive. So uh, like feeling like you're a failure, feeling like you're constantly like missing the mark, feeling like for whatever reason, you just can't pay attention. You just can't force yourself to do it. You just can't bring yourself to do another drill. If phrases like, if you just worked a little harder, you'd be able to make first team. Or if you just practice a little longer, like you'd be on varsity. All of those things are phrases that like hit really hard with ADHD because you don't know why you can't do that Mm because everyone else seems able to do it. So that emotional regulation, that emotional sense of what is wrong with me, like, why can I not do this? Am I lazy? Am I just, do I not care enough about the sport? That's where you see it more. Mm -hmm. So when you have these experiences, when you you hear a coach saying, if you worked a little harder, you would start, you'd make varsity, whatever it is. How did you personally persist during this time before they had diagnosed you? Um. I didn't really have a choice, to be honest. I mean, like, my identity was so tied in sports. I'd played for so long, and it was part of, like, why I was at the boarding school that I was at. Mm -hmm. So um, a huge part of it was, like, also my teammates. I didn't want to let my teammates down, so sort of focusing on the immediate short term for it. But it was more difficult to find motivation when it would be, like, you know, if you – did this you could be a d1 athlete because that was so far out and I just felt like I couldn't do it and so instead it just became easier to internalize it as like I didn't care so that was why I wasn't doing it because I was lazy so um a huge part of kind of finding tactics I guess for dealing with it was relying on like teammates a lot um relying on like loving the sport and then also like relying on a good coach like Mr. Meyer Mm -hmm. so you kind of Earlier on in the podcast, you alluded to short-term goals and long-term goals and how they have different, they have varying levels of motivation or they can motivate you in varying ways. So it kind of sounds like one of the short-term goals that you would have for yourself when you were in some of these more difficult situations was 
<clears throat> excuse me, like pleasing your teammates, like, you know, making sure that you were there for them, but a long-term goal for you would have been really tough. Like coming in as a, as a younger player, you know, freshman, sophomore, thinking about a college scholarship that, that wouldn't have been motivating to you because that's too far down the line. Yes. It's too far down the line to think about. It's motivating in some regards if like that was my only option, but mm -hmm. It's hard to, with ADD, you have to have like immediate rewards. And so that's not an immediate reward to think like, oh, like if I put in like six more hours this week, like I can go to Yale. Like I right. don't care. <laughs> it's too far away. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's that's kind of a nice segue into the next part, which is, you know, AD, ADHD can impact an athlete during competition, like we've spoken about with the different kinds of regulation and the motivation and persistence. But how can it impact um, a person with ADHD off of the field or off of the court, because you were talking about sometimes how it would, how it would be more difficult in the classroom because they, the, the teacher would want you to focus on something, but you think to yourself, well, why do that when I could go read about fill in the blank for three and a half hours? Yeah. I, I was just trying to think of what I'd read in the fill in the blank time. So I kind of missed <laughs> the second half of the question. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, so <laughs> It would be hard off the field too. Um, I mean, my my experience uh, was slightly atypical. And again, I excelled in school with doing, like it didn't show up as much in my scores. So I kind of got more wiggle room, but mm -hmm. it would be something where everything was last minute. I can say it's that. It's, um they call it like, like basically procrastinating activity. It's like they combined it to procrastivity pro mm -hmm. is a phrase they use with ADD, which is where, you know, you have one thing you have to do that's the most important, like you have a paper. And it's like, oh, but like, I have all these other minor tasks that aren't as important. And I'll just knock all those out because you're avoiding doing the real thing. And then you're like, I was so like pro productive today. Like, it's like one of those things where it's like, but you're procrastinating by being active. Right. Um, so it's something where off the field, like it, I mean, it has a huge impact because again, like it's more so I think being undiagnosed with it was really hard because you didn't understand why you weren't like everyone else who would just like do the things right the first time and you would like scramble and get it done at the last minute and then like hey so i think you cut out there for a second can you hear me uh yes i can hear you cool so right before you cut out you were talking about how um athletes without ADHD or students without ADHD, they, they don't have as much frustration with, cause you know, they're, they're talking about doing it right the first time. And, and you were kind of alluding to having to scramble and get things done at the last minute because they were either done incorrectly the first time or because you struggled doing them in the first place. Is that, was it, was I hearing that right? Um, so basically that, you know, it's something where you'd leave things to the last minute and you just kind of feel like, why am I like this? <laughs> right. So what kind of things would you do um, as a student or as an athlete to kind of help mitigate some of those negative effects of ADHD? Well, I guess like a huge one, I mean, and it's intrinsic with it is exercise. Um, part of the reason, like there's a lot of research on it, but so part of the reason I like really truly believe that I went as long as I did without being diagnosed was because I played so many sports from such a young age I was always so hyperactive that it kind of um, lessened the intensity of the hyperactivity aspect of ADHD. Um, I'd say like 
you know, medication was life-changing. Um, when they first like told me that I had ADD, I straight up like laughed at them because I was like, no, but like, I am like cum laude in college. And they were like, yeah, it, like doesn't super matter. Like you clearly have ADD from how you're describing it. And I was like arguing with them, not because I had any issue with being ADD, but because it was like, no, I don't fit any of those symptoms. And a lot of that was because of, you know, exercise helped control it younger. Um, meditation and mindfulness is huge as well which is like so trite and very like basic like you should try meditating but it does help to slow down um overwhelm because the issue with an ADD athlete when you're talking about some troubles they can run into overwhelm is when your emotions get so intense that like you can't handle them and so that's where like you know, a lot of athletes like who have ADD, like are like known to be more like temperamental on the field, because if they're like in the heat of an ice hockey game and like they get cross-checked from behind, like it can escalate. Um, so meditation and mindfulness in terms of emotional regulation, um, diet is huge, which people don't realize with ADD. So like you need to have a lot of omega threes. So like you have to eat a lot of eggs. There's a lot of supplements that help with it too, like turmeric, ginseng, um, sammy which is like a supplement for it as well there's a lot of things that are important with add like vitamin c as well and all of those things like help with focus so diet's a huge part of um sort of paying attention to add and supplementing it with vitamins so diet and exercise seem like there'd be that they're really big pieces to the add adhd puzzle and helping an athlete kind of break out of some of the i want to say strain that comes with having ADD or ADHD and competing, but is there any other kind of advice that you'd give to an athlete competing in sport with this diagnosis? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say like the biggest thing is, is that lean into it in some regards. Um, cause ADHD, like the main hallmark of it that people underestimate and that's ultimately like the best part of it is hyper-focus. And so hyper-focus is basically like you get so locked in on something that you're interested in, like nothing else matters. And so it actually makes them like really good competitors in that regard, because they are better at fast paced games a lot of the times, because you're just so focused. And so like not seeing that as a weakness, I think also like, I don't like, I mean, it's what people are comfortable with, but like being honest with coaches, particularly if you like play sports where they're very like prone to like the like, prove people wrong like anger is good fuel like you're the worst mentality like be honest that's not working because like that does a lot more damage um and coaches aren't intentionally trying to you know sort of instigate like that rejection sensitivity but if they don't know they're going to coach you the same way that they coach other like hothead hockey pricks and so they're going to like say stuff like that and then it's going to cause more damage for you so being honest about like what works and what doesn't with the coaches, if you trust them is huge. If that doesn't work, like, I guess just, you know, talking to parents or friends or someone you trust with it, but also being aware, like, I think it's easy to feel isolated with ADHD because everything about you is so different from everybody else. Like there's just no way around that, but that's not something that's bad and there's not anything wrong with that. It's actually a gift. So leaning into what works for you in terms of motivation. Mm -hmm. And I think you hit, hit on a lot of points that really tie in a lot of what our conversation was about today, particularly in addressing person over athlete um, when it comes to coaching styles. And, and even when it comes to parenting styles and how a parent can see their kid on the field as an athlete, but still kind of 
you know, reeling it back in and recognizing that they're a person over an athlete and they need to be treated as such. And then the motivation as well. And I think the motivation piece can be both on the field and off the field in the classroom because some students like kind of that that hard, hard motivation where everything is redlined. But, um, you know, some students might struggle with that. And I think that you, you do a really good job of kind of highlighting that. Um, is there anything else that, that we missed that you think would be especially pertinent to this conversation about ADHD and athletes? No, I mean, I think we covered most of it. I think it's just um, something that they need to communicate and that's hard to communicate because if what you're trying to communicate is just like, I feel different, like it doesn't work well. Yeah. But, right. you know, just being honest with yourself, like you said, a human first approach with it and um, like, you know, finding those rewards in the game for you if they're small, like working on the longer term interests and like the more you work on it in like your personal and academic life, like the overlap is easier as well there. Because if you start learning how to like program like reward based goals, then it's easier to program them into sports as well. Well, fantastic. I really appreciate you taking the time, Danny. Um, thank you for tuning into the podcast and stay tuned for future episodes. Of course. Thrilled to be here. Awesome. Thanks.